Welcome to Education Beat. I'm Ann Vasquez, CEO of EdSource. Most of us in California have our own stories about the housing crunch. For college students, the longstanding shortages in student housing and rising rents can be a huge obstacle to attending or even finishing college. Most UC and Cal State campuses don't guarantee housing to students for all four years. Some have no guarantees at all. And only about a dozen California community colleges out of more than 100 have on-campus housing. It hasn't changed. And I think that's the sad part. It's been 20-something years, and we're still discussing the same problems. Policymakers are beginning to respond to the crisis, but what will it take to make meaningful impact? Here is this week's Education Beat with host Zadie Stavely. Kenya Abner and her husband moved to California from Michigan in the 1990s to attend community college in Sacramento because community college was more affordable in California. They worked hard for four years, studying and working to make ends meet. Then her husband applied to transfer to a four-year university, and he was accepted to UC Berkeley. And we were super thrilled. It was the last day at the last hour, and we received this information And then at the bottom of the acceptance letter, there was a little blurb that says, oh yeah, you should have been on the waiting list for housing two years prior. And so that's when the realness sank in of what we were supposed to do because living in Sacramento and commuting to Berkeley was not an option. Kenya's family couldn't afford to rent a place off campus in Berkeley. And if they couldn't find student housing, it seemed like their dream to finish college might fizzle into thin air. But Kenya's husband was determined not to give up. So he decided to go to campus to try to make a personal appeal. And he waited on campus at the housing director's door until the very last moment when the housing director exited. And he said, you know, if there's anything that you have, we'll take it. And he said, look, I have one place that's opening up. And we, we took it. And it was kind of odd because as someone was leaving, we were entering um, a 400 square foot place, um, the five of us at that point. Family student housing at Berkeley had activities for children, an on-site preschool, playgrounds, laundromats, a bus service to and from campus, and even a community garden to grow your own produce. More importantly, it allowed Kenya and her husband to continue studying. 20 years later, Kenya's husband has an established career in mental health care operations, and he's working on his doctorate. Kenya just graduated from Sacramento State with a degree in child development, and she's now working on her master's degree. They have five kids. While Kenya was still in college, her oldest daughter started college too, and housing was still a problem. She came to me and she said, Mom, I really want to finish school, but I can't work and go to school at the same time. And she's married, and she has a young child, too. And I said, well, move on in. And our family of six or seven became 10 in a household. Kenya says they made it work, but it was hard. I was in school. My husband went back to school. She was in school. And um, we managed childcare. We managed household chores. We managed rent. We managed everything we could together as a team. But it had to be together because there was no other alternatives for her. There was no housing for her. Um, There's no housing for us. 
This is Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools. I'm Zadie Stavely. This week, California's college housing crunch. Kenya's family isn't alone in their struggle to find housing. My colleagues Michael Burke, Betty Marquez-Rosales, Ashley A. Smith, and Ashley Panu wrote about this for EdSource. I asked Michael to come speak with us about it. Hi, Michael. Hi, Zadie. Um, So tell me, Michael, how bad is this problem of the lack of student housing? I would say it's really bad, um, really across the state, uh, especially at a lot of the universities and colleges that are in the high cost of living areas. There's just not enough affordable, especially on-campus student housing. And then when students have to, you know, enter the off-campus regular housing market, uh, that's also even more challenging because there are housing shortages and the housing that is available is really expensive. So there was a report last year to the legislature with a survey that's found that about 5% of UC students, 10% of California State University students, and then 20% of students at the community colleges reported being homeless at some point during their academic year. So yeah, I would say it's a really serious problem and uh, affecting students because, you know, without stable housing, there's plenty of research that shows that uh, they don't do as well. So major problem for sure. And I know this year's state budget included $1.4 billion for affordable housing construction at several different campuses across the state. Um, How significant is that? Well, it's definitely significant and pretty unprecedented for one budget year, and it will certainly help a lot of campuses build more housing. But I think it's only going to be, you know, a a pretty small dent in the overall problem in terms of meeting the need. And it's also going to be, you know, several years before those campuses, you know, finish building those projects and actually open to students. So I think it's it's definitely helpful, but, you know, it doesn't do much for students who are you know, at college right now. And it also, I, I don't think will, you know, obviously completely solve the problem. And there are also campuses that applied for grant money that didn't get it. So significant, but definitely just one step, I would say. So, and there was legislation also um, recently signed by Governor Newsom that yeah. could make it easier for campuses to build housing? Yeah. So there actually was, there's been some campuses that have I think Berkeley was probably the one that got the most press, but also a few other UC campuses that when they've tried to build new housing on their campuses, they've, it's been delayed because of lawsuits citing the California in- Environmental Quality Act, basically saying it doesn't comply with that act, that these housing projects. And, and those lawsuits never really stalled those projects. But there's this new legislation that um, it does have some caveats, but basically will exempt campuses um, when they're building housing on land they own from that law. So theoretically, that could sort of speed up projects that in the past have been delayed by by those lawsuits. And then there was also um, in one of the trailer bills this year, more money for housing. There's going to be like a $5 billion loan program, interest-free loans that the colleges and universities will be able to get uh, to build new housing. Michael, can you share what some of the campuses have already done to try to increase housing? Yeah, so one of the most recent things that happened is is last week, actually, UCLA announced that it had purchased new properties from Marymount California University, which is now defunct. Um, These properties are going to be in about 30 miles south of uh, UCLA's main campus. Um, And they're hoping that they'll be able to use those sites as early as next year. And they could accommodate um, about a thousand additional students. It's not entirely clear how many of those 
will actually be housed. But that's sort of one example of, of something that UCLA is trying to do. UCLA, like uh, a lot of campuses, has you know space constraints. Um, so looking at off-campus sites is something that UCLA has looked at, and so has UC Berkeley, which also you know is in an urban environment and is constrained by available space. Another thing that Berkeley is doing sort of on that note is they're actually looking at all of their available space because like I said, they're, they're, they're kind of space constrained. They don't have a lot of more room to grow. So they're looking at, you know, administrative buildings, tennis courts, um, research facilities and, and, and spaces that they already have on their campus and, and looking at possibly converting those places into, into housing for students. EdSource recently held a roundtable about the student housing crisis with panelists from UC, CSU, and community colleges, moderated by Betty Marquez-Rosales. Michael, in that roundtable, panelists said California college leaders have to try new and innovative solutions. What are some of the solutions that were brought up? Yeah, there were a few. Um, One of the ones that, that really stuck out to me was possibly collaborating between universities and community colleges. Um, the the $1.4 billion program that you mentioned earlier with grants, uh, there was actually one partnership between a CSU campus and a community college. It was Imperial Valley College and San Diego State, CSU San Diego. And they're going to have sort of a joint housing project. But that was the only one, the only joint housing project that was funded among those grants. One community college that's currently discussing potential housing projects with a four-year university is Compton College. President Keith Curry said it was the students themselves that pushed for more housing. The student voices is the reason why Compton College is in this work, where the students came to my office and said, Dr. Curry, we're not doing enough for homeless students. And I asked them, what should we be doing? And so we started having conversations in this space to support our students. But long term, it's about building housing on our campuses. The college is creating a 250-bed housing project fully funded by the state. But it's also in conversations with California State University Dominguez Hills about creating housing for students at both colleges. And some people might say, okay, Dr. Curry, why are we in, in the housing business where we our job is to educate? But if a student is not going to pass a transfer level math or English course if they don't have a place to sleep, if they don't have food. Sujin Jez, the executive director of California Competes, a nonprofit that conducts higher education research, said this kind of partnership between community colleges and four-year universities could be really impactful. This sort of intersegmental housing is really, really important for students in California, particularly community college students. I worry a little bit that with the funding going to community colleges, we might have empty beds because community college students will see themselves going to that college for at most two years. And it's a lot to uproot your life, to move into housing, even if you're housing insecure. If you have children to now find childcare near your home, which is gonna be this campus housing, and you're planning to to transfer perhaps, you know, or at least to complete your credential, then you'll have to move out of, of the housing. So I think thinking about how do we allow students to live in one place through their academic career, and perhaps it can spur sort of students' abilities to, to transfer more effectively, um, to have a better connection to both institutions, a community college and the foyer. In addition, she says having community college students in the same housing as university students could be beneficial for both sets of students. And there's great research that's coming out, really great research around the importance of cross-class friendships. And that for lower income students 
being more impactful than their socioeconomic class, their parents' educational level, the structures around them. And so if we could do that in higher ed with this, I mean, I think it just makes sense logistically for the realities of students. And if we want students to move into community college housing, but I think it's also good for the educational trajectories. Other panelists talked about possibly subsidies, like giving um, housing subsidies for rent to students if when they're going on into the off-campus market. Um, the only thing about that, one of the panelists, Keith Curry, who's the president of Compton College, said that they, they tried that at their college. And one of the roadblocks was that there's a lot of paperwork involved. So that might not be necessarily a perfect solution. And then, again, I think I mentioned this earlier with Berkeley, but just kind of, you know, looking at the panelists from Berkeley mentioned that they, you know, again, are looking at all of their um, on-campus facilities and sort of trying to figure out which buildings and, and research facilities and things like that could be converted to new housing. Joe Magnus, who is the Assistant Vice Chancellor of Student Affairs at UC Berkeley, said the university is right now working on housing just for transfer students, paid for completely by private donors. It's 770 beds for transfer students, and it's unique in a number of different ways. We've really spent time thinking about exactly what a a transfer student needs. And these are single bedroom, like mini units. They're not shared bedrooms. We heard loud and clear from our transfer students who are often a little older, and they're not looking for a roommate. (laughs) They're looking for some time in their own room. And uh, so... We really have tailored this particular unit to A, addressing an unmet need for our transfer students and B, really listening to them and making sure that it does serve them well. Kenya Abner's oldest daughter graduated college. But Kenya has two more kids now in college and two still in elementary and middle school who she hopes go to college in the future. So student housing is still on her mind. Now that I'm much older, um, it, it hasn't changed. And I think that's the sad part. It's been 20-something years, and we're still discussing the same problems. There needs to be more money allocated towards this because um, the success of California is going to rely on this. So we have many students who are working hard to go to a particular place for a particular reason and to find out that they can't simply because there's no housing. um, It's unexcusable. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools, a production of EdSource. You can find the story about student housing and the roundtable video at edsource.org. Our producer is Kobe McDonald. Special thanks to our guests, Kenya Abner and Michael Burke, and roundtable guests, Keith Curry, Sujin Jez, and Joe Magnus. Also thanks this week to the other reporters who worked on this story, Betty Marquez Rosales, Ashley A. Smith, and Ashley Panu. Our CEO is Ann Vasquez. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by the Lumina Foundation. I'm Zadie Stavely. Join me next week and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Hold up. 